Hi, I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. We've got three stories from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. Today you'll learn about whether it's safe to eat food with freezer burn, you'll learn about a flying reptile the size of a giraffe, and a technique that can help you learn skills twice as fast. Let's satisfy some curiosity. So have you ever opened your freezer and reached for some ice cream and just seen it surrounded by ice? Yes, it is gross and I don't want to eat it. And it's depressing. Like you want an ice cream. And right. What, what is this mess? Well, Curiosity researched how freezer burn works, and we found out that it's actually safe to eat freezer burn food, even if it's maybe not that appetizing. So what happens is the water inside your frozen food actually comes out. Kind of like when you're boiling water and water escapes in the form of steam, water inside frozen food sublimates. The water escapes and it dehydrates the food that's been staying in your freezer. So what's happened in your freezers, the water inside the meat or the ice cream or the veggies or whatever has actually been drawn out into the air and then turned back into solid ice crystals on its surface, which is why if you've ever, I don't know, Cody, if you've ever put a tray of ice cubes in the freezer and then haven't looked at them for months and you go back and they're smaller, that's because they're sublimating. That ice is actually coming out into the air and sticking to other things in your freezer. Weird. Yeah. That's what's happening to the food, too. But instead of it just getting smaller, it gets all dried out and gross. So like with a steak, let's say some of the water inside comes out, but it doesn't evaporate. It turns into like a crystal form. Yeah, it just turns into ice on the outside instead of nice moisture on the inside. It's like an opposite evaporation. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's really weird. So this causes it to get discolored because it's oxidized by the surrounding air. So it changes color, kind of like an apple browns when you cut it. That doesn't mean it's spoiled. It's just not really that tasty. And we all know that it has a certain flavor to it that's not that appetizing. If you want to prevent that from happening, keep your food wrapped up really, really tight. This is where vacuum sealers really come in handy or even mason jars. Because if the water in the food doesn't contact the dryer around it, it can't sublimate and your food will stay fresher for longer. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I have something completely different. Have you ever heard of Quetzalcoatlus? Yes, I have. It's amazing. All right. Well, Curiosity has the pulse on the dinosaur world, and we just had to tell you about this underrated pterosaur. Now, its name comes from the Mesoamerican feathered serpent god Quetzalcoatl, which you've probably heard of. It's also the Aztec god of wind, air, and learning. Wait. L oh, wow. <laughs> wind, air, and learning. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Also the name of a guardian force in Final Fantasy VIII, but we won't go there. <laughs> but Quetzalcoatlus, late during the Cretaceous era, in the waning years of the dinosaurs' reign over the planet, a giant reptile soared through the sky with a wingspan as long as a city bus. This was Quetzalcoatlus, which was as tall as a giraffe and could walk on its four legs, standing about 10 feet at the shoulder with a long, stiff neck with a 10-foot skull. It might have weighed as much as 550 pounds, and Dang. it was a giant lizard that could fly. It has like a huge beak. It's so weird looking. You have to see this thing. Yeah, I would strongly recommend visiting Curiosity.com to see it. But some paleontologists think Quetzalcoatlus was just too heavy to get off the ground. That's not a very fun theory. So I subscribe to other estimates that put the creature as low as 154 pounds, which means that maybe it could have flown. They survived for more than 130 million years, so they must have done something right. Yeah. 
check out curiosity.com and you can see what scientists think this thing might have looked like. It's really worth it. It yeah. looks wild. What else are we talking about today? Cody, what's your best method at learning something super quickly? Practice makes perfect. Yeah, that's generally the rule. But researchers from Johns Hopkins University did that rule one better, especially for motor skills. Here's the secret. Practice different versions of the motor skill you're trying to master instead of just doing the same thing over and over again. You know, like practice makes perfect. The lead researcher said, quote, if you practice a slightly modified version of a task you want to master, you actually learn more and faster than if you just keep practicing the exact same thing multiple times in a row. You and I are both musicians, right? We both did the music school thing. Sure. Where you just spend lots of time in a practice room. Yes. Trying to play the same thing over and over. So many hours. <laughs> yeah. We both probably know what this is like. You can't just practice a scale over and over and over and expect for it to be perfect because there are always one or two notes that just your fingers can't really hit. And so instead, you practice different orders of the scale. You start at different notes and go from there. And practice it in a bunch of different ways, kind of attack it from a bunch of different angles, and then your fingers figure it out. And that's really the key. Athletes will do it by maybe if you're a swimmer, you'll practice stroking with just your arms or practice stroking with just your legs. And then when you put it all together, your brain is synthesizing it differently. Right, exactly. And same thing with team sports. This is why people do drills and stuff like that instead of just playing a game every time they meet. The researchers call this reconsolidation. So consolidation is a sort of enhancement that happens after your brain has encoded a memory, but before that memory is recalled. You've already remembered it, but you haven't actually like called it back up into your memory. Reconsolidation happens when that consolidated memory is retrieved and goes through the same steps again, so it's consolidated again. But this time it's modified with new information. So that's what happens when you modify that motor skill, when you do it a different way, when you start the scale from a different note, when you do a dribbling drill instead of a full on game, you're reconsolidating the things you've learned in different ways. The researchers think that is what strengthens motor skills. And the important thing is make the alterations subtle. So don't do something wildly different. Just make a small tweak to the action you're trying to learn. Then make another small tweak and another small tweak until you've improved. That's cool. And it, it introduces variety so it's less boring. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can read more about all of the stories we talked about and so much more today on Curiosity.com. Join us again tomorrow for the Curiosity Digest and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Ashley Hamer. And I'm Cody Goff. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network. 